is the Fantasy Focus Baseball Podcast. Here are your hosts, Tristan Cockroft and Eric Carabell. That's true. Hi there, and welcome to Fantasy Focus Baseball. It's a beautiful Monday morning, May 6, 2019. I am indeed Eric. He is Tristan. Tom Carpenter editorially watches us closely while Kyle Sapi pushes all the right buttons. Today's show, we wrap up big weekend, more injuries, and angel-designated hitter returns, plus combo meals, closers, myriad hash browns, lots of fun stuff. Get ready. Tristan, any thoughts? You're you're probably a little bit more low-key than you were last Thursday, um, coming off a <laughs> night with lots of <laughs> lots of food, yeah, yeah. little no, sleep. No meat sweats for us today. <laughs> I, I didn't have them anyway. but You didn't take on Mike Clay's challenge with that huge plate of barbecued meat. That you know, I, I, I ate I, most of it. I uh, like, he, you, he and I definitely breezed past your thing. You did, you did quite well at it, though. Well, no one told you you had to eat the plate too. Okay, I'm just saying, like, you're only supposed to eat the food on the plate, but the actual plate is not like. But that's where the vitamins eat. are. <laughs> the vitamins. All right, on today's show, let's just get right to it. Here's the buzz. All right. Um. Let's lead with Shohei Otani because that could happen before our next show where he gets activated off the injured list. I led my blog entry with that, and I want to get your take here, um, whether it's Tuesday, Wednesday, who knows what day. Uh, the Angels do face uh, a bunch of lefties this week. Otani should be platooned. Where where do you rank him? Like, you're the ranking guy. Where are you going to rank Otani among hitters? Is he a top 100 hitter for you? He sh- probably is, yeah. I'm not the only ranker here. Come on, you got to get the only one with the rankings people can find. <laughs> I got well, actually I gotta the get regular a... game. So like, yeah, the... it's the, it's considered yeah the traditionally the head to head categories. Um, and I got to get an update in that today, so I'll look for that in a little while. Um, you're right about the three lefty starters, and the and the main reason that that's relevant is just that I do think initially they will mix and match him into the lineup. I don't think he's going to be thrown in there every day, but I do think that hundred. That that top hundred among hitters, not overall, is fair. I think he's definitely got that kind of power. I think he's got a, a an underrated amount of speed. That's another thing that I don't think people give him credit for is that he can steal a few bases, and he's not a drain on your batting average. No, I mean as long as he's he's he should be facing only right-handed pitching. He should be in a platoon with Pujols, who's been unbelievably terrible against right-handed pitching. Although Justin Bohr has been terrible too, so. I don't really know what Brad Austin is going to do with it, bats, but Otani, when he plays, should bat third, right behind Mike Trout, which is about the best spot in a lineup you can have all in any team, really, if you think about it. I mean, Brian Goodwin, look at his numbers <laughs> in yeah. protecting, I say protecting with air quotes, protecting yeah. Trout in the order. Um, the bottom line is I was a little surprised to see Otani still available in more than 20% of ESPN standard leagues, even in a points league. He'll take his walks against righties too. He won't bat as much as the other guys, but against right-handed pitching last year, higher OPS than each of the MVPs, Yelich and Betts. He was third among all hitters with at least 275 PA against right-handers. He can rake. He can start raking this week. Get him in your lineups. And obviously, if you've got Nelson Cruz and Chris Davis, the other main DHs, you can't play Otani. He's DH only. I mean, starting pitcher, but he's not going to pitch this year. Um, and for those that have asked, he'll, he'll get his starting pitcher eligibility for next year, even without pitching this year. He's an odd case. By the He's way, a unique case. I, I do believe that if you and people are going to think of this, can I slot him in at starting pitcher and get the stats? I believe that if if you put him at pitcher, that, that he's only going to give you pitcher stats, meaning zero. So just be careful there. There's there's, there's still that technical hook with uh, with Otani. All right. What else from the weekend? I want to talk Nick Senzel. He looked good to me. Um, he should be rostered in most leagues by this point, although he's not quite there. But uh, he's leading off in Monday's game, which has already started for people to listen to the show. It was a very early game, so hopefully you got your weekly lineups in. Oh, I got to make sure I do that. Um, yeah, I was. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, <laughs> and there's a lot for us to set. I did some weird things in my in the two experts leagues I'm in with you. Well, you're not in the exact league, but in labor and tout, I did some things you might not agree with. Um, but okay. I had a well. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. I want to get to Senzel. So I. I thought I would not get Cal Quantrill in NL Labor, but I wanted to put a bid in because my theory is I'm not saving my money till the end. I've already wasted half of it on Kevin Pillar, not waste. And I like Quantrill a little bit, and I thought that, you know, he could stick in that rotation. He might go back to the minors, but I wanted to have him, uh, you know, under my control so I could activate him whenever I want. But there was really nobody I could bench among my starting pitchers. So if you spend money on a player – so – would you, and I could still do this actually, would you mm-hmm. cut Derek Rodriguez of the Giants? 
I'm basically asking you about an expert league. Well, you win your experts leagues. Would you cut Derek Rodriguez? His only outing this week is at course. He's been terrible. Only a dollar, but I, I spent, but I'd have to drop him. I can't bench him. Because you have a full bench, yeah. And then I, they... No, because I, because all my pitchers cost money, except Zach Davies, who's been, he was leading the majors in ERA. As of now, I benched Davies and I had Derek Rodriguez still active, but I'm, th- I'm thinking that's the, yeah, this is the labor one where you right. can't bench the guy who has, who thinking has a of, would you drop Rodriguez? Yeah, yeah, I would. You can't use him this week. I, I mean, you can't. I, I just don't think he's pitched effectively. I can't bench him. Yeah, and and the, you've got to avoid that that outing if you possibly can. You said he was a one dollar buy anyway, so he was already on the verge of streaming in the first place. I'd argue he was he belonged there in the first place because he doesn't miss bats. I mean, what's his highest K per nine as no, a pro? It's, it's he's not gonna, seven eight. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, we're wasting time. I mean, I I want to go back Davies. to Senzel. You wanted to go there anyway. Senzel, I'm, I'm um, track. like. Nothing's changed on the way we view him, but the fact that he's leading off, he would have had two homers this weekend, but Kevin Plard jumped over a fence for one, which is amazing. Hey, yeah. I, I like, Senzel could win the NL Rookie of the Year. I mean, Senzel, Tatis, Paddock. I mean, Paddock on an innings limit probably, but anything changed with the way they dumped Matt Kemp, which I, good for them. Yeah. And not yeah. only that, they called up that other kid, uh, Van Meter or whatever. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of him? I think he had an unbelievable stat line in AAA, and the fact that they did release Kemp suggests that there is a bit of a shakeup there. So it, it does, you know, raise my eyebrow more than a typical call up like this would. But I, I do think that's far deeper than our leagues. I mean, I, I don't think he even gets in the conversation in the ESPN Standard League. I don't think he's close. Do you? Am I, no, am I, I underrating either. him? No, I, I agree. Senzel, I by the way, just to give you the quick uh, thing on him, four four walks he said he would have had the two home runs, and the commitment to the role is what catches my eye. Nothing really else changed. Uh, Jameson Tyone is hurt. That's not good. It's an <sighs> elbow. It's a t- And I'm it's worried. A... Very well, worried. Well, the initial report is that he doesn't need his second Tommy John surgery, but, you know, initial reports, who knows? It's like managers when they say they're going to do something, they do the exact opposite for They're examining later. the ligament. I don't like that. I'm not saying that I think it's, it, it means another surgery, but I, I don't like the examination of the ligament, and they talked about a month right off the top. So, yeah, it's a month right off the top. Who who ha- who gives more value the rest of the season, Tyone or Luis Severino? Um, I'm still going to say Tyone. That Severino update was more damning, I thought. Um, well, I mean, he's, we we thought he wasn't going to be back until the All-Star break anyway. I, I didn't think it was so firm that he was already out past. All right, Tyone or James Paxton? More Yankees. Paxton. So you're not really worried about Paxton, although he's, there's always something with him, you know? It, it, it's always something with him, but I like the fact that there was a firm timeline on him, and they said that they're optimistic it will be beneath the three weeks, that that would be the, the upper limit. So this, yeah, I mean, and Paxton's missed time like that before. He's, I mean, you, you projected him already for 24 to 27 starts in the first place. So does this really shift much? I don't think so. Nick Senzel or Michael Chavis of the Red Sox? <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> I, I have rosters everywhere. Yeah. Sim and Fantasy. I, and Vampire, I saw. Yeah, we And Vampire, which I almost, I think I lost 10 nothing this week. Did you win? You were 1-1-8, one, one, and eight, I saw, and I lost by like 30 points. All right. Yeah. Not but a good Sha- week for us on that. Chavis <laughs> looks amazing. And even if he doesn't steal the third base at bats from, um, you know who? Yeah, name escapes me right Devers now. Devers has at least Devers, started right. to pick it up a little bit. Um, Senzel versus Chavis. I, I'm going to say Senzel, but I, I like this comparison. I like this value. They're both point. second base eligible. Yeah, <laughs> how yeah. about that? Chavis finally picked it up. Yep, yep, yep. And he made that decent play too in the field, if I recall. Among the um, he looks fine at second base. I would. I don't know why the Red Sox don't just leave him there. I mean, I understand Eduardo Nunez, Brock Holtz, Pedroia is not coming back. I don't think the Red Sox should just leave Chavis there and pat him sixth, fifth, or sixth every day. He's, he's, he can hit. He can rake. And it's another great week. By the way, this is what, what, what surprises me. The Red Sox have had an outrageously good span, like three to four weeks worth of elite hitting schedules. So if you have him, he has got to be starting for you this week, no matter what, even with Nunez coming back. And stop saying Red Sox can't make the playoffs. Of course they can. Look at what the Dodgers did last year, people. Just go back and see where they were on May 6th, okay? Mm-hmm. Whatever date it was. Dodgers, and then they had a great second half run. Red Sox can do the same thing. They have plenty of talent. It's just that the division has three very good teams. I think that's the only reason people are, are panicking. I, yeah. I agree with you. They're going to um, rebound. Let's move it along here. Here are the combo meals. Hey, it's a combo meal! Combo! Combo! 
All right, nothing on Thursday after our last show. Friday, Ryan Braun and Derek Dietrich. Um, <laughs> Derek Dietrich, Dietrich, wow. Two homers, six RBI. And then Braun on Saturday had six hits, right? Um, Dietrich needs to be rostered in more leagues. Eligible at first, second, I believe. Outfield might be. Um, I'm trying to remember. I think um, he's. Yeah, he. I think he initially was first in outfield. I feel like, and then he added second. He can he, hit. He can hit right-handed pitching. I don't he, know why anybody's yeah. surprised by this. I mean, he was in Miami. Well, the last steal year. was the surprise. He he never steals. Yeah, he's basically. not. A, he's not a guy who runs. But that's a tw- that could be a 20 home run guy. Gosh, now look. Scooter is going to come back at some point, but the Reds are just going to play like Reds don't have to play Peraza. They just and they have to play Votto, but they should just play their best players. Right, Dietrich right, right now is one of their best hitters. Uh, yeah, yeah. Based on how he's performing, I mean, he's had big power up to this stage, and and I've always kind of felt his power was untapped. Remember, he was playing in a ballpark that wasn't good for it, so I do get that. But yeah, this this surprised me. Six steals since the beginning of 2014 as a pro. Six total. That's it. In six he's years, not a guy who runs. <laughs> no. Um... So that's one of the most unlikely combo meals, I would say. The By the way, Braun, in... in that game, was that the that wasn't the eighteen inning game? No, that was that was Saturday, I thought. Right, right, right. Yeah. The eighteen inning game, yeah. Because I love the Mets it. lineup yesterday looked like like it would on March fifth. I mean it was just everybody sat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. I mean Ryan Braun, I think, is underrated as a fantasy option. I'm not saying he's gonna do what he did, you know, ten years ago. But twenty home runs, ten steals, decent batting average. Weren't those his numbers last year? 20, uh, 20 and 11 last year, 254 average. Okay, uh, so the average was a little low, but... He probably has better me... contact than people seem to recall for him. They don't play him every day, so I think that's a good thing for him. But he's only he's got he's seven home runs, two steals. Wow, only six walks. That's I don't think much. it's good for the weekly leagues, and I don't know that it's good for our game when you have people who are not going to do the aggressive, you know, day-in and day-out lineup shuffling. Uh, the other common meals, George Springer and Starling Marte, they should be top 20 outfitters rostered in every league. So, so mad I didn't activate Marte and Tout Wars this past week. So mad about it. He had a nice weekend, <laughs> right? Well, I, w- I could have activated him, but then I would have been cutting Jared Eichoff or somebody better than that. I didn't want to just lose a guy like that. Um, all fair. After this, of course, we'll talk about the closers. But first, this show is sponsored by SeatGeek. The ticket industry has not changed in a long time. There are a bunch of big companies who have been around forever, but they don't really care about making the experience easier for the customer. Well, SeatGeek is a ticket company where the customer comes first with more than 50,000 five-star reviews in the App Store. SeatGeek is focused on making your experience as easy as possible. SeatGeek pulls in millions of tickets from all over the web, rates each deal on a scale of 1 to 10, and displays them on an interactive seat map. So it's simple to find what you're looking for. Green dots are good deals. Red dots are overpriced. Every purchase fully guaranteed so you can shop for tickets with confidence. And best of all, listeners to this fine show get $10 off their first SeatGeek purchase. What are you waiting for? SeatGeek supports our show, so we hope you will support them as well. Use our promo code FFB for $10 off on your first purchase. You can use that for concert tickets, sports, comedy, whatever you want. Remember, that's promo code FFB for $10 off on your first purchase. Now it's time for the closers. The The Closer closer Carousel. carousel. All right, Tristan. Um, you know, Kenley Jansen, that was a, a walk-off grand slam to Hunter Renfro on Sunday. And I'm watching it live and I'm thinking, and, and I actually one of our friends texted me when it happened and I said, he'll still get 35 saves, but he might give up 15 home runs along the way. Like you can be a closer that gives up homers, but as long as you strike out other people <laughs> and, and the opportunity is clearly yours and you're healthy, like it doesn't even matter anymore, which is kind of weird. I, I, I think if I roster Kenley Jansen, I'm not all that worried, but I do think he's going to give up double-digit home runs. Hasn't he already given up, like, five or something? Like, crazy? He's like given that? up four. Okay. In a month! Yeah. Four in a month! His uh, homer to per nine is 2.08. Same That's as his walk rate. That's ridiculous. He yeah. gave up 13 home runs last year and still saved 38 games with a 301 ERA and a sub-1 whip. I think he's going to do that again. But, he has, he has a know. 54% uh, fly ball rate, too. He's, he's really going very heavily fly ball. I, I, I think you're right about the the nature of Jansen's numbers and 
Yeah, the, the I mean, I know he'll he'll quickly correct us on the velocity decline, but the velocity is down a little bit. And I know he's a cutter kind of guy who, you know, you'd think in the Mariano Rivera mold way in the past that he didn't need to be a big elite strikeout guy. But you're right. Who else is going to replace him? The Dodgers bullpen behind him is, is not exactly clear. There's no standout eighth inning guy. And the other thing, too, about that game, it was two very fortunate bunt-based the hits. stupid bunts. That was the worst. Yeah, I mean, they were, like, really, how are you going to defend against those? You they can't. Completely That's not his surprised. fault. I am not worried about Jansen's overall ERA or his whip. What I'm saying is, if you give up 13 home runs in consecutive seasons with 38 <laughs> saves, nobody's ever done that. No, Nobody, I, I, you can look it up. Consecutive years? Consecutive years to give up 13 or more home runs and still save 38 games and your ERA and whip are good. Like, there's no way you can get, keep getting away with that. If, if you've got, <laughs> If you've got Kenley Jansen in Dynasty League, I am looking to sell quickly because it seems to me the end, he can't do this for much longer. He could do it this year, but that many saves, like there's nobody else in that. Joe Kelly's pitching like the fifth inning. I'm just saying, like, I would be concerned here. That's a lot of home runs. As you know, a matter of fact, more saves. you said 38 saves and 13 homers? Yes. That's Jansen been done before? Is, Jansen's the one of only two guys who's ever done it in one year. One year. Who's you know, the, the other one? Is that Rockies? Is it Fuentes? It is not Fuentes. It, but it's a Rockies guy. No, it is not. It is a Milwaukee right. Brewer from 2014. Oh, that was recent. Yes. Who's that? Mr. Francisco Rodriguez. Okay, Rod. I should have guessed that. Yeah. He was my sim closer. An Eric Carabell special. <laughs> yeah. So um, it, would be, it would be awfully unusual, in which case we have to question, does 13 home runs ultimately bump him from the role? Remember, the Dodgers do have no, some talented arms that three months from now, if this is continuing, let's say the area is four, two Doesn't months matter. from now. He'll never lose the role unless he's hurt. He will not lose it because of effectiveness. And by the way, he's still effective. It's just whenever he gives up a hit, it's a home run. How many hits is he allowed? 14. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Cody Allen comes off the DL uh, injury list from the for the other L.A. team on Tuesday. Yep. Um shouldn't be in the save situations, but I nope. bet he will be. Nope. You don't, don't think, think so? so? Nope. Do you? Right. Well, they haven't really given it. I mean, like, they haven't had a whole lot of chances lately. Ty Buttry had one save. Hansel Robles is in the picture. I think they want Cody Allen to pitch well this week, and by the weekend I could see him closing again. I'm not saying he's going to keep the job. He won't. He's not good anymore. But if you want every last save, like, that's an old-school manager who says, I've got one guy with experience, and then these two other guys, even if they're better, it doesn't matter. Like, I think that's what's going to happen. Like, I really do. Like, there's no way Osmus sits Pujols. He's not even, he doesn't even look at Pujols' numbers against right handed pitching and say, oh, I'll sit him down. He's going to play him at first base every day, and Otani's going to platoon at DH. All right, that's what's going to happen, and Boer might just get cut. At, at closer, I, I think he says, oh, Cody Allen, look at all the saves he's had in his career. I don't care if he's not effective. He doesn't. I think by the weekend, Cody Allen might get a save. If Cody Allen had two to three lights out appearances in middle relief, Yep. Okay, I might bite, but I'm, yeah. I'm going to defend Osmus against what you're saying about him here, and that is that he has been using Ty Buttery in more critical situations instead of a traditional closer role in Allen's stead. So maybe he is learning here. I mean, come on, Kansas City, we've, we've talked about this already on the show that, you know, <laughs> Ned Yost has been going in that direction. Yeah, maybe Brad so Osmus is. Which Royal gets 12 saves a season? Any? And Kennedy. That's you it. still think you don't still think Kennedy's the the one that owns? It's twelve saves. I mean, I'm not going to throw. A party I'm not going to give anybody saves. twenty saves. Twenty. I'm just going to say so. Ian Kennedy leads the Royals in saves a season. Yeah, and I don't right. think it's going to be an exciting final line. I think you might extract a little bit of value. Who um who leads the Angels in saves a season? You want to say Buttry? I'm fine with I, I that. Think it's, I think it's Buttry, and I okay. I feel like it could again be twelve. I'll say in his case, he gets to the sixteen to eighteen range. Who leads the Braves in saves? Because right now it look, looks like Luke Jackson is the closer. Yeah, but at the same time, they did use Minter in uh, – it was a non-save situation. They used him in one of those a couple of days ago, and he was very good in the past week. Uh, okay. Uh, well, I, I, I wonder I, whether the Braves' leader in saves is not on the roster. Uh, enough with this Kimbrel talk. You're, they're waiting for the draft in and, and four weeks, and then they're going to sign Kimbrel? That's they, what really – They could, but the other is they might end up ultimately having a trade for somebody. Uh, Will Smith could be their closer. Um, exactly. Boston's closer, still Brazier over Barnes. Barnes is pitching well. He is, uh, but he has been all year. They both have been, and that was really another case of one meltdown outing that I don't think condemns him for the role, but it, it's going to it's gonna start being a question if that happens in the next one or two appearances. 
All right, let's look ahead. Um, ESPN on Monday has uh, Vince Velasquez of the Phillies against Miles Michaelis of the Cardinals. Um, people are running away from Michaelis slowly. Um, I wouldn't. But give me give me his numbers from here on out. Obviously, he's not going to have a sub-3 ERA. But the K rate's really low, and the ground ball rate is not the same, and there's reason for concern. But then his last outing was really good. So can he have an ERA better than 350 the rest of the season? Uh from from this point forward, yeah, he can. I I don't I I wouldn't bank on it. But if I threw three seventy five as the bar for you, wouldn't wouldn't you have to buy? And for me, that's I'm, where it is, and I would. Yeah, I'm buying a three seventy five. I'm buying a three fifty. It's th- the guy's got really good control. We've got to credit him for the skills that he does have. He doesn't miss bats, but he has he's giving up homers, but they all happen in like two games. Like he had two three homer games. So maybe there's something was off on him that day. You know, like Joel Embiid was off yesterday. Something like that. I don't know. I'm just saying, like. I want to I want to invest in Michaelis for the rest of the season. Uh, I understand that um, there's there's more risk with him because it's a low K rate. He has mm-hmm. to be per- perfect control. Mm-hmm. And Velasquez's problem is if he keeps getting lit, it was only one outing. It's good ERA for the season, but his last outing was terrible. If it happens again, they have options. Nick Pavetta hmm. leading the way through well in the minors. Pavetta he had 14 strikeouts in six innings in his last outing there. Obviously, he can. And also, he could be in the bullpen. I'm just saying, Velasquez, I'm scared. Um, Chris Paddock pitches for the Padres tonight. Do you realize he has a 160 BABIP against him? <laughs> it's like, wow. Like, he, he's really good. And the issue I have with him is, um, is, you know, does he even get close to 150 innings? I doubt it. But, um, he's not allowing homers. 14 hits in 33 innings. Though. That's all BABIP. His ERA should be double what it is right now. Just but that careful. would still be it would still be still be huge. good yeah still be good but let's not get carried away. <laughs> um, so ESPN has Phillies cards and Paddock against Degrom on ESPN Plus. Max Fried is at Dodger Stadium tonight. That's uh, relatively interesting, I would say. Um, it is relatively interesting. I am rolling the dice using him as a two-start pitcher here, despite the fact that this is a bad matchup. Well, the Dodgers. I mean, and Fried's a lefty, and have you seen the splits on Enrique Hernandez? It's like I have not. He's, I know he traditionally rakes against lefties for power, but he's been hitting righties a lot better the past. He, he has. I looked him up before he faced Bumgarner last week. Uh-huh. He was twenty-one for forty-two against Bumgarner in his career. <laughs> That's unbelievable. I'm not shocked. He was. Remember, if we flash back two years, this was the guy who absolutely crushed lefties. We're talking a four hundred oh, plus yeah. average. He'd slug like six fifty. He owned lefties, and that's all he could do. And then he upped his game. He's a better year, now. He can, yeah. He's better against righties, although his splits don't show it right now, I don't believe. Let me. He's got a 1014 OPS against lefties right now. Right. Okay. And what is it against righties? 660. Yeah, he's, he's okay. unplayable against righties. Okay. I mean, you can't, but he doesn't lead off against them either. Like they do something else. Jock right, Peterson right. or a lefty or Verdugo. I, I, he, but against lefties, you want him active. Um, but Freed, you're starting him here despite that. I would hope. Mm, it's I a state. This is the thing. This is a statement start. If he steps up with a good outing here, and I'm talking anything above the quality start threshold, it's going to lock him in as a true member of fantasy's elite. I think. You have you have to assume Enrique Hernandez does something, and Justin Turner does something here, and Verdugo hits lefties. I mean, it's like the Dodgers lineup. I I don't know if I want Freed here. It's it's, it's, it's not like Coors, but it's a, it's a tough matchup. In a weekly, I leave him active. I don't know what his second start is. In a daily, I no way. Um, his, uh, his second start for the week was a road game in Arizona, so that's not necessarily an easy one either. It's no, better. I, I might sit him this week. It depends on my other options are. Um, all right, Tuesday, uh, what do we got? Caleb Smith and John Lester on ESPN+. Plus. Cubs are hot, doing well, and John Lester's pitching really well. I know you're not a fan statistically of him. Oh, he got um, a great grade for me this week. But, he's in without I mean, question. He's facing Miami. That lineup is a joke um yep. it's like washington's with half their players out and he gets Anth- milwaukee at home after that anthony rendon should be back off the injured list for tuesday's game at milwaukee against freddie peralta who really shouldn't be in the rotation any longer but i'm not sure what the other options are and chase anderson's heard jimmy nelson's not ready um griffin canning start number two is at detroit not exactly a great offense there canning i think should be pretty popular by now maybe 50 percent rostered i gotta check um Taylor Clark makes his first start for Arizona yep. instead of Zach Godley. I do have Taylor Clark in the Sim League we're in together. <laughs> I thought, you know, why not? I mean, there's opportunities there. Zach Godley, that just fell apart quickly. Um, two years ago, very good. It's, it, that's how fast it changes for starting pitchers. Um, later in the night, Cal Quantrill, who we mentioned earlier. Now, the reason why I wanted him, I thought they were going to start him against the Mets, and they apparently are. Now he's facing Syndergaard, 
if he can get Syndergaard out. Syndergaard might be like the fourth or fifth best hitter in that Mets lineup. Ha. Um, <laughs> but you don't think Quantrill's making more than 10 starts this season, do you? I, I doubt it. It also it is bothersome to me to see a team go to a six man rotation this this soon in the season. I, I I just can't extract much value out of a pitcher in this situation. I dropped Aaron Sanchez and tout mixed tout. I Could, couldn't handle the walks. Yeah, I can't, I can't blame you there. I um, I want to believe in him, but I need some evidence. He's he's got to pick it up. I kept that uh, demoted Orioles center fielder instead of Sanchez because I need the steals. That's like that the only category off Mullins. Yes. Who's hitting fine in the minors and taking walks. I bet he's up soon stealing bases in the majors. There's something to watch. Hmm. Wednesday, ESPN uh, at night has Yusei Kukuchi and Jonathan Lasagna, the Yankees. How do you pronounce that name? Loisaga. That's the one. Um, I'm not being Jonathan mean. Loisaga, yeah. Just like uh, the, the Padres lefty, Nick Marga, Marge Simpson. Marge I don't Jim. know yeah. how to Marge say Simpson. his last name. Um, Lasagna and Marge Simpson. I like it. <laughs> ESPN Plus has Derek Holland. You don't want him. Against John Gray, who has pitched well, Jon Snow, yeah. uh, fighting the armies. Uh, none of you watched Game of Thrones, I'm sure. No, but if he dies in the show, and I have no idea if he has or not, but if he, he does, not. then does that eliminate all yeah, of John Gray's potential value? Come on. They can't kill off Jon Snow. Um, you could have just said they didn't kill off John Gray because that's literally true. You're using Gray no matter where it is, I assume. Not necessarily. It's a giant, by the way. It's he, exactly well, that's awesome. the thing. I mean, he he didn't grade as well as you'd think, but it is San Fran. It's a cores game, though. The other thing, too, is the next game after that, he gets Boston on the road. Yes. Yeah, Ugh. so it's not the best of stretches here just because it's of like the ballpark course. thing in the lineup. <laughs> yes, I want no part of that. Uh, Chris Sale, finally a winner. He's at Baltimore. Chris Sale's going to be fine this season. You've run out of time, I think, to trade for Chris Sale. I should be trading for Chris Sale. I offered you a trade in the league this morning. I should have offered the, the same offer for Sale. You're not going to do either you, one. You might have You might have had a better chance of me listening on Chris Sale if you had done that. Instead but, of Verlander? There's no way I'm taking it. But, <laughs> but So you're not taking it either way? Well, there's... Sixto Sanchez at a low price or a sale it's in Berlin at a high price. That's the problem. So you don't like six though. Well, and also, I mean, the elbow question. I mean, we don't want. See, this is the thing. Now you're opening this up, and I didn't want to talk about this on the show. <laughs> okay, fine. We'll move I on. Thought that, I thought that offer was awful. So, oh, but well, Chris just Hill testing the waters, as it were. You know, I don't know how to reply to that. Do you ever just say no? I'll, I'm going to ask any <laughs> of the three of you. What? How do you guys react when you get a trade offer and you just don't know how to reply? That actually I, brings in a good point because I I'm more like Eric here. I'll send out feelers and hope to get some sort of some. Thing. Like if he's interested in Verlander or Sale, you send something back and you meet somewhere in the middle. But I like testing the waters, and if I don't hear back from you, I'll just assume he's in my he's defense. Off the table. Everybody, yeah. I'm getting that. I have a second. It's, it's an odd new league, so it's prices. Yeah. Tristan's in like tenth place. Okay, and, I, and I have every pitcher who's underperformed. So you do. Yeah, I'm doomed. And Kluber. And yeah, I'm just Kluber saying. And Sale like, and Severino. So in my and... other new league, I'm getting trade offers like that, where I get like a five dollar prospect who should right. be good yeah. for a thirty five dollar pitcher. Okay, right. so it's not an embarrassing offer. It's just no, you know well, you don't want to take it. The... That's okay. No, it's that you went. For... I mean, I'm done, 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 done. If I make that trade. I mean, that's that's my best pitcher, and he's like the issue I have with it is that you're getting a guy that you unquestionably will keep at the end of the year. Well, Verlander will be like forty dollars. <laughs> I and mean, you'll not. keep him at that. He's a keeper. That's a lot at forty. So, sale, you'd be more likely to trade than Verlander in a normal I, setting. I, I would. I'd be sitting there looking at it a little bit more carefully because sale is pricier for me, and based on the performance. All right, today, let me let me just we can we'll, pause the show while I just make oh, the offer. Don't do that because I don't even know whether I take that one, but I'll I'd look at it. All right, whatever. Jeez. You know what? <laughs> Who cares at this point? All right, after uh, this, it's time for Kyle to speak uh, regularly, and then uh, Tristan will answer your questions. I'm you and I rarely trade. We like, rarely trade that's because, like, the thing. I don't want. See, I don't like being insulting with you on trade offers. I, 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 I don't think I insulted you, dude. You're like, not. No, it's. I don't know how I want to reply to that because, to me, I think that Verlander is worth a premium locked-in prospect, and I have questions about the durability of Sanchez. I, that's all fair. I don't don't feel bad. Is this I, not like, I want perfect, Franco. though? It, this is what you want when you offer a trade. It's a conversation, the context, create 
like a community kind of thing and make it happen. I, I still think you guys can get a trade, even though it started with we what you're considering an offensive. We offer. could. I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to look at what other prospects you have. I mean, I, I, for me, for Verlander, I have Forrest that, Whitley, and I'm sure that would get it done. But ooh. yeah, I'm not. See, there I drive you on the line. <laughs> ah, yes, Forrest Whitley. Whoa, you are, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Was that Nothing. the vampire voice? Ooh, the vampire's coming. So how'd you lose in Vampire? Like, I thought you were going to win. You, I was thinking about this the other day. You're going to end up at a point where you don't have any players to trade back to the other team because you have all the good players <laughs> Come already. On. Come on. <laughs> no, it's true, right? Kyle, like, he's going to win every week, and then he's going to be like, oh, my God, i got to trade Michael Brantley now? Like, <laughs> like somebody who's a top yeah, 100 player? I mean, it'll drop off, but, I mean, you're not going to beat any team more than two or three times, so you're still getting one of their top five pitch. You know why I lost this week? No. Because I did not lean on enough to start pitchers, which is kind of demoralizing. You know why I lost? Because my team stinks. You started <laughs> Fernando Tatis. How could you? Um, well, we did talk about but that. But it does You know what? Willie Adamas, who's my other shortstop, it wouldn't have mattered. Okay? Right. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I lost so badly. I can't keep track. Offensively, I just can't even do it. Pitching, you know, I need perfect pitching, and right. then like I need to steal stolen bases and batting average. I'm never. It's going to be hard for me to win a week. I got I got out volumed on the starting pitching thing in this week. I lost the John Means start in the rain out. It, it just I picked the wrong. It was just not a week where my my matchups were set up. And for I'm two getting starts, some and they're not this week either. Terrible trade offers in this league, <laughs> like. Like, you say, like, all right, you know, Sixto Sanchez or Whitley for Verlander. See, Sanchez has value, like, though. Like I, like, I love Brandon Lau, and there's a guy in my Vampire League who's trying to take Brandon Lau from me. It's not going to happen. I love him. I and I don't want Jake Arrieta or A.J. Pollock. A.J. Pollock <laughs> may not even play again this season, oh, believe it or not. Yeah. Like, I didn't think it was going to be that bad, but, yes, yeah, so he might not even play. All right. Anyway, Kyle, we have questions. We did. We got a bunch on Domingo Santana. People are wondering yeah. about the high K rate and that nearly half his numbers came in the first half or first few weeks of the season. What are you doing with Santana? Yeah, I saw on Twitter a bunch of those questions as well. And I, everybody knows I'm going to preach patience here because I like Santana. He was really good two years ago. He can steal 12 to 15 bases. Um, but he is cold. Tristan, let's, what would you do? Cause, I, I asked your opinion on what to do in my expert leagues. You win yeah. leagues. Like, is Santana, is, has you already, ju- what is it, juiced the orange? We've already juiced that orange. Says the guy who's in first place in labor and hell. <laughs> my lead is, is shrunk. It's only, it's less than 10 points. He's still and, in first place, everybody. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm actually in first and tout, too. Um, he's in first place in both of his experts leagues, everybody. But it's not gonna last. But, Come on, have some optimism here. Santana, uh, my biggest misstep here was putting him within my top 40 outfielders. In no, the it's last not. Of, yeah, it is. It's not a misstep. He was 40 to 50. He's a guy who I think is absolutely roster worthy, and I'm with you on the patience thing, but the you, you got to trust the project, projections. You can't just buy into, oh, wow, he had two homers in that first game, and one was that grand no, slam. No, no, that's not so it at all. But, like, this is only... What, yeah, what that's it. it. One, that's two what it bad was. weeks. He's batting 146. But that's what it was. People got too excited over the little sample. I'm not calling him a top 20 outfitter, but is he a top 40 outfitter? He's going to end up with 26 homers, 12 steals, batting 270. That's fine. Give me that. Okay. That means he hits 20 more homers in the final five months. He can average four a month, I think. Batting average doesn't change. That. I will eight steals in four months. He can do that. I will. Why can't he do all this? I'm going to know on your homers. I'm going to know on your batting average. Not by much. Uh, I, I I think he could get to those stats you just said, and the steals. I'm with you. I, I don't. Strikeouts. I really don't think we're far off. If you want to give me thirty outfielder thirty nine from this point forward, I'm For not sure. going to quibble with you. Have you seen it, Will Myers K rate? My God. Now I want to. Thirty eight percent, I think it is. Oh I, man! Because I wrote about him today. Like basically, the Padres outfield as a whole. I still think Fran Mill hits twenty five homers. Myers can Mill fake his good. way to twenty two homers and eighteen steals mm-hmm. with a low on base. But like Hunter Renfro, you, you can't roster him in a mix, in a standard mix. You can't. The, this the 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 challenge I have with the outfielders is that if you want to go with that whole stream the last two spots strategy, I understand not really putting any weight in Santana here. But if you give me the ranges outfielder thirty nine to let's say fifty two. I'm not yeah. going to argue with you at all. Domingo That's Santana relevant. or Jay Bruce? You have one spot. Oh, Santana. Okay. Santana's right. a little bit more balanced. Bruce is maddeningly inconsistent. He always has been. 
Yeah, but he also always ended up with 30 home runs until last season. That was the first bad year. And he's on track to fall short of it again this year. And he has dealt with a little bit of bumps and bruises over the past two weeks. I, I actually, I just cut him in the Vampire League for this reason. Of course, that's a points uh, league. Okay, what's next? Caddy's wondering about Garrett Hampson. Cut ties with no. him a long time in yeah. redraft. But what about keeper leagues? Is there value to extract long term? Nope. Nope. Ouch. Sorry. Ouch. I mean, don't you agree? Yeah. But ouch. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to be mean here, but his only value to fantasy was twofold. Coors Field, which really doesn't help him all that much because he has no power, and stealing bases, but a 221 on base percentage. I mean, come on. Now, it's it's it, in time, his walk to K rate in the minors was excellent yeah. at every level. And now, you know, he can't handle 98-mile-per-hour 90, heat on every pitch, and he can't walk, he can't get on base. So no, I don't. I just don't see it happening. I, Ryan McMahon, in the Michael Chavis kind of way, should be the second baseman for them every day. Not a normal second baseman, but good power. Hampton's still up. I'm sure he's still. You know, he's he's still up, but it's not I mean, as much. They should just send him back down. I I I kind of feel like the, the gut is that you're you're straining to find a reason why he's not hitting, and I think you're dead on. And the reason why is this. His chase rate is 20%. That's extremely good. His swinging strike rate is 8%. That's extremely good. And his numbers stink. There's just no reason to, like, mess around with him yeah, at the plate. I, it's like, it basically, this reminds me of Scott Kingery last season. Pitchers yeah, figured out how yeah. to get him out, and the hitter never reacted over six months. He couldn't <laughs> handle high heat. That's Hampson right now. There's no reason for the Rockies to play him. There's no reason for a fantasy manager to expect double-digit steals. Get, let him go. I... I Sorry. And yeah, and, and I feel like the discipline is there. The underlying metrics say he still looks like the same player he was in the minors, which is why you and I liked him. But and, it's not uh, translating here. Not at all. And if you're if you want to look at a situation to watch on the Rockies, it's not Hampson. It's center field where Ian Desmond still can't hit, couldn't for a long time, and uh, Raymel Tilapia should be playing <laughs> over him. <laughs> David Dahl needs to play. Our Blackman, new favorite of course. nickname. Yep. That's not a favorite nickname. I just oh, I love that. Misread it one day because really. you know. I'm 29 and can't see anymore. All right. What's the that? Desmond, by the way, critical week. Any righty Rocky has to hit this week. They're at they home, right? Yeah. They're home and they've got five lefty starters out of six. If Desmond doesn't hit this week, man, I don't know what it's going to take. Then adieu. Yes. Next. All right. Samir's wondering if there's anything that backs Hansel Robles' crazy strikeout rate. He got lit up Sunday, but is wondering if there's value to hold the rest of the year. Well, if he's the closer, it doesn't matter what his K rate is, right? I mean, he'll get saves. But what is he? Has 19 strikeouts and 16 innings. What's so great about that? Am I missing something? Crazy yeah, I mean, it's not rate? through the roof. It's 10.69 for the K9 if you go by K percent, with it, which I prefer. It's 28. There's no reason for him to be this, to be as good as he was until yesterday. But that was only one batting. Even then, his ERA was still three. No, you don't want Hanzo Robles. I mean, unless he's getting saves, and there's really no indication he's going to continue to get saves. Swinging strike rate, by the way, is 12%. It was 10-5 in 2018. The highest he had was 12-4 in 2015. Yeah, move on. Um, By the way, um, there are two types of dudes in the world. Those that go through the gate and those that go over the fence. Well, after years of research and countless experiments with seasoned underwear scientists, MeUndies now has an option for both with their new boxer briefs with a fly. It took a while. But now men from both sides of the aisle can enjoy the world's softest undies. These undies are so soft, they make Bob Ross's voice sound like Gilbert Gottfried. I'm just reading. MeUndies uses the coveted micromodal fabric, which is a full three times softer than cotton. Not only will you feel like your loins are being hugged by joy itself, but MeUndies gives you multiple style options for both men and women. Men can now try the new boxer brief with fly. It's the same great cut as boxer briefs, just with a hole now for number one. MeUndies is also the go-to for the softest loungewear on the planet. Hang out in their super comfy lounge pants and onesies. Yes, MeUndies makes onesies, and they're incredible. MeUndies has a great offer, offer for listeners to this fine show. For any first-time purchasers, when you buy any MeUndies, you get 15% off. And free shipping! Get 15% off a pair of the most comfortable undies you will ever put on. To get your 15% off your first pair, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash FFB. That's MeUndies.com slash FFB. 
Kyle. Yeah, I'll save you here. We got Thomas comes in with Nick Zanzel now promoted. Who are the names on the farm worth keeping an eye on as far as promotion in the near future? Um, Houston's Alvarez kid slugging like 860. Jordan Alvarez is the name. Yes, that's his name. And uh, have you seen those numbers, Tristan? I have seen those numbers. I'm not with you that he's an imminent call up, though. I'm not saying imminent, and they did it with Kyle Tucker last year, but the reason why I do think he gets a shot at some point is they're basically just moving players in and out of the DH role. They're getting production, but because of players like Springer and Bregman, you know, playing there once in a while. I'm so disappointed in Tyler White. I just wrong about Tyler White. He, he hasn't even scored a run so far. Mm-hmm. How is that possible? But Alvarez is uh, batting 398 at AAA Round Rock, 12 home runs, 867 slugging. And his minor league numbers before this were pretty good, too. Now, it might be Kyle Tucker, Tucker all over again, but who do you say is next? Uh, I I will probably go Brennan Rogers. But McMahon and I, Murphy. I get, yeah, but you're, you're – I mean, the question is simply who is the, the, the next highest impact prospect. My big issue with Alvarez, not a 40-man guy, so there's no reason to start the clock. And you, if you want to – bump white off the roster bye bye he's gone he's got no options so i don't think they bump him i think they leave him around but then who now, do they get rid of i don't know i don't know who their last player of options they, they just don't they don't have a, a spot on the roster in order to put him there right now which is well you don't to, need eight relievers people everybody but you're right i mean elimus diaz i mean who do they get rid of but like if somebody got hurt like i don't want brandon yeah. reddick to get hurt but if something happened to one of those guys do you think it'd be Tucker or Alvarez who gets the call? Or Fisher, I assume. He's- Fisher's already there, I think, just for fifth outfielder status. He, he came up for somebody just for a couple of days, and I think that might be the direction they go. Um, th- I think that's going to be a problem for them. When they call him up, it's a decision on moving on from somebody else. Okay. Um, other hitters, I mean, Eloy's up. He's on the injured list. Keep him rostered. Wander Franco's 18. He's not coming up. Nope. Uh, Royce Lewis isn't coming up. Um, Bichette, Bo Bichette is hurt, but when healthy, he could see the problem there is like they could just let Freddie Galvis play all 162. Bichette, I don't know if he's coming up soon. He seems I don't ready. Think it's imminent. Forrest Whitley's not pitching well enough to be imminent. Right. Um, we talked about Casey Mize, for example. I, oh, no, I don't think he's close enough. Keston Hura. I mean, I guess if Travis Shaw keeps playing like this. Kesson Hura becomes a possibility, and they move Mustakis to third. Could. Um, how about considering the Pirates' rotation issues, Mitch Keller? I thought about that. They're starting this week, Kingham, who's been their long man. And they're starting Brault, Stephen Brault. Who's just terrible. He's another long man. They have, like, mm-hmm. as many long men as any other team. Um, I guess, Keller, I th- where did I read that he learned a new pitch? Um, let me see where I can figure that I'll out. I'll you look that up, and I'll throw another pitcher option out there that people have asked about. I don't think he's as imminent as Keller, but Dylan sees of the White Sox. I think by just by definition, I'm not interested because it's the White Sox. Is that fair? Yeah, no. I'd, I'd, I'd much rather have Keller. Much better situation, ballpark, and lead. Yeah, it's a cutter. A slider slash cutter, I read, uh, on Keller. And um, he's getting... Look, I, I thought Keller would be up last year. Didn't you? This is a repeat yeah, year of AAA. Wasn't that your dollar labor throw last year? And I liked it because yeah, he never, never pitched. Using the rules, et cetera, Ooh. et cetera. You can demote him and wait. I have Brandon know. Rogers in labor. How about that? I like Rock. I mean, if if a spot opens up, Rogers is hitting, mm. and I think he's going to keep hitting because of the chorus factor. Man, I have a shot. I have a shot there. Um. So anyway. I, I'll be I'll be selfish with the prospects because I want your take. I got to make a decision on Austin Riley. Yeah, he is. Couldn't you see him playing left field? Like, they can't sit in Ciarte, but can, why can't they? Acuna could play center. If Austin Riley keeps hitting, why can't they promote him to play left field? Yeah, I want to see what the exposure to left is for him. No games yet in AAA. Probably not any. But, like, yeah. I feel like he's athletic enough you could just play him there. Well, well they dabbled not. in spring training. But, I like, just, Josh Donaldson, if Josh Donaldson has, has an injured list in anytime soon, Austin Riley, Austin Riley is slugging 646 at AAA Gwinnett. Man. So I'm faced with the difficult decision of letting him go or Logan Allen, who has struggled a bit in AAA. Oh, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to let a guy go and tell, but I have to in order to get Sterling Marte in there. I mean, the only other options I could let Dakota Hudson or Archie Bradley or Eichoff, I mentioned. Why before. are you keeping Bradley? I mean, yesterday, notwithstanding, where he didn't get an out, but Greg Holland's not 
going to lose this closer job anytime soon. Because and if he does, it could be Yoshi Hirano instead of Bradley. Yeah, I agree. But in a, in a league of this depth, the possibility of a guy helping you with 80 innings of useful ERA ratios and Ks is worth having just to plug in. The other thing, too, is because of that midweek injury rule, I can throw him in for any other guy, and at least then I get like two or three relief games. I should buy a relief. I don't have a reliever who's on my bench. Well, I have Leclerc in tout on the bench. But you're Bradley's, right. The, the last outing for Bradley bothered me, though. I don't. I don't expect to see Allen in the majors anytime soon. Do you? Like Quantrill is moved ahead of him. He he has, and Allen's not pitching all that well. Last I checked, I think the last and outing isn't was he a lefty? Recall. Like I don't know. I just I, lefty, I, yeah. I always want right-handers over lefties, you know, because to avoid the Enrique Hernandez types and. Maybe I, I let Allen go. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to tell you to do that, and then he comes up and you know he has an amazing half season, but. I, do I, would t- I would tell you to cut Bradley. I, I just don't see that as valuable. It's, I understand it, what you're saying, but like every last inning, like in a weekend, like I just, you know. Starters are Nola, Gray, Castillo, Kelly, Davies, Maley, Eikhoff, Hudson. But you can only move them out if they're injured midweek. I can only move one out if they're injured in order to bring in the relief pitcher. But, uh, I mean, then I I just don't have much on my bench otherwise. I, I just don't see Archie Bradley getting saves. Um, I just think I have enough starting pitching depth. Anyway. (laughs) Last question comes from Jack. He has an ERA north of five and a whip to match. He wants to know when is it time to throw in the towel on a specific category or if it's a keeper league, when do you start tanking the season and start looking ahead to future seasons? Oh, boy. (laughs) Well, like, it's it seems a little early to give up on a season. But, like, I have a team... In our office league, and I, I just, I'm not going to be able to compete. It's just not going to happen. Even if like all my struggling players turn it around, it's not a keeper. But um, if it was, yeah, I would start to move on. I have a hot new league where I'm not going to win. The guy in first is offering me stuff, and I'm like, I don't like what he's offering. But like, yeah, I would sell there. Like, I have like a forty dollar Altuve in that league. Yeah, sure, you want him, but just give me something. Don't give me like a player I can't use, or I don't want to keep, or like a total like. Francis Cordero's in a trade offer, like maybe he'll do something, but like, ugh. but is it? What do you say? Like, well, you've probably never been in this situation where you had a bad team and you had to give up a keeper league. <laughs> in, in this hypothetical situation, oh, all hypothetical for you. Well, isn't it? I mean, like, when no. have you ever? I've never seen you sell. Oh, I've sold. I've already canceled the, the trade offer I made to you two hours ago. <laughs> uh, Silly me. Oh, you're in 10th place on. out of 10, but of course you're not giving up. What, what, what? It's answer? not that I'm not giving you up. I'm not, I'm not giving up. It's that I'm not giving you my best price starting pitcher who's, well, one answer of the best this question. In the league. When do you know that it's time to sell? When you know a category is lost long term. Okay. All right. So, uh, ERA and whip unravel on you rapidly. So be really careful there. That's going to approach soon, but it all depends on how far behind you are from the next two to three teams in your standings. Uh, I find that saves tend to be the one where you need to make the decision the quickest. Steals, for example, and I tra- traditionally try to choose on the pitching side, but in terms of giving up, I agree with you. It's never too soon. You are going to get diminishing returns on your offers the deeper we get in the summer. And I'm finding in my caper leagues and dynasty leagues that you got to make your trades now because you're going to get a flood of these around June 15th. Right. And, and you know, as somebody who's trying to win a couple of leagues right now that I've never won, expert leagues, like I would take a trade. Right, I made a trade last week. Mm-hmm. Remember, I traded um, mm-hmm. Pablo Lopez for Will Smith. And not because I don't like Lopez. I love Lopez. I have him on a bunch of other teams and he pitched great yesterday. But. I need yep. more saves because David Roberts is not going to get them. Trade now so you have five months of saves from Will Smith in theory. Yeah, but do your homework on the projections is all. I mean, I've seen a couple people make trades like this, throw in the towel, and then actually perform pretty well. As a matter of fact, you and I, in our Sim League, we had a team that was doing this. Around this time, they were, they were throwing in the towel in May, and then they found out by mid-June that they were in the race. Do you remember? I do. Um, what name a category to where you might think you're hopelessly out of it, but you can still make it up over five months, over four and a half months? Steals, saves, they're the most uh, likely to make. They're the mo- yeah. I mean, you can trade for three closers in August and make up a lot of ground. I've done. You can that trade before. for one stolen base guy and make up all the ground. Nobody's running yep. right now. Like literally, you trade for Whit Merrifield, you can go from tenth in steals to third in like three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually think because it's the easiest project, I think you can correct a whip that's that seems lost a little bit more quickly. How do you do that? Do you do that by Ace. relying on the bad starting pitchers that got you there or by going re- all reliever? 
I, I'd be going, well, no, not necessarily going all, all reliever. There's less volume there. I, I trade for my ace. I trade for an ace that I project to be uh, above what his seasonal stats say. Okay. Yeah. I can see it. Like, I mean, you, my, you, and you, I know you agree with this because you look at a guy who you course. think has nothing wrong with them, who has a whip that might look like one two, one two five, and you know he's kind of projected to be a one. That's the guy you should be going all in on right now. Yes, and like the reason, another like thing about Derek Rodriguez and a twelve team and only, I can just add like a middle reliever to be safer than him, and I won't even lose that many more strikeouts. Mm-hmm. So like I don't know why I even bid on Derek Rodriguez is the point. Anyway, because you thought he might repeat, I understand it. I didn't I, think I, he would repeat. I thought the regression wouldn't be this ugly. Um, is what I thought. I thought he could still. I thought he'd give me one hundred fifty plus innings, ten wins, ERA of four mm-hmm. as your last starter. That's fine. Yeah. That's what I thought he would do. Now I don't think that anymore. Um, on Monday's Baseball Tonight podcast, Buster and Tim Kirkjian talk about the resurgence of the Cubs and Red Sox. Tyler Glass now stellar season thus far and a whole lot more. Find it on your favorite podcast app. We are done for today. Any final thoughts, Tristan? Make sure you get those lineups in as I'm trying to in the next, what, 30 minutes. <laughs> it's <laughs> yes. too late for everyone listening to this show, I'm sure. But, you know, you... you, you <laughs> I don't think it matters what I do with my vampire lineup anymore. You should do my vampire lineup. If you did my lineup one week and it won, and I went 0 for 19, like, I I don't think I could talk to you again. Oh, come on. (laughs) Have more faith here. Come on. I don't know what it's going to take. I don't even know who I added in that league last night. Like, I was like, I wanted to watch Thrones. I was like, You don't even know who you added in that league? Well, like, honestly, I'm not saying I'm not paying attention, but like, I'm not doing what you're doing. Okay. I'm just not. Like, winning. (laughs) <laughs> well, that too. But like, if you know, you've got like, I did, oh, I made a couple on. ads, but like, most of my offense, I don't want to dump. Like, I'm sticking with a lot of these guys. Um, I needed a new shorts. Add? I Who added Eric Sogard. Oh my god, I already you added, added Eric Sogard. Oh, come on. For the week, I have to tease and no other shortstop. I added Jesus Aguilar, even though I may not use him this week. Tatis has a chance of playing this week, doesn't he? Late He's in the not week? playing this week. I'd be surprised too, yeah. I wish I had another outfielder oh. because Delano DeShields is going to get re- demoted today. You <laughs> mentioned uh, Rendon. You're starting Rendon this week, correct? Yes, he's definitely playing tomorrow. Would you also start Clint Frazier? Yes, he's already been activated off the end. Really. I would agree. Yes, I, I like that. That's that's a sneaky little. And Aaron activation. Hicks could be like a week away. So yep. Yeah. Yep. My 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 vampire seems terrible. I'm not winning this week. We're done for today. Thank you so much for listening to our show. The next one should be on Thursday. Thank you so much. And to everybody who makes this show great, including the awesome Kyle Sapi and Tom Carpenter and Tristan H. Cockroft winning all his leagues as we speak. I am Eric. Have an awesome week. Everything is awesome. Darkness.